Lecture topic. Fleeing towards Allah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa sabatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladheen astafa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Fafirru ilallah. إِنِّي لَكُمْ مِنْهُ نَذِيرٌ مُّبِينٌ قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من من سلك طريقا يلتمس فيه علما سهل الله له به طريقا إلى الجنة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected on my kiram, brothers and elders. Allah created us for his ita'at. Ita'at is his obedience. So on the one side is ita'at, the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And this is what is matloob and what is required of us. To be totally in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And the opposite of this ita'at is ma'asiyat. Ma'asiyat is the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala has created us for ita'at. Allah Ta'ala sent Anbiya Alayhi Salatu Wasalam and finally Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to teach this insan how to become muti' how to become obedient to Allah Ta'ala. And in this itaat of Allah Ta'ala is only the benefit of insan himself. By being obedient to Allah Ta'ala, we don't do any favor to Allah Ta'ala at all. By being obedient to Allah Ta'ala, we do a favor to ourselves. Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy comes with his obedience let alone the akhirat, even in this dunya, the manner of gaining the goodness of dunya, the peace, the tranquility that every person desires, there is no other way but the ita'at of Allah Ta'ala. To the extent of Allah Ta'ala's ita'at, they will be the hayat tayyibah the good life that Allah Ta'ala has promised in the Qur'an Sharif. وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِنَ الصَّالِحَاتِ مِنْ ذَكَرٍ أَوْ أُنْثَى وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنْ فَلَنُحْيِيَنَّهُ حَيَاتًا طَيِّبًا That based on Iman and Amal-e Saliha. Allah Ta'ala says the one who has Iman and Amal-e Saliha, then Allah Ta'ala says we will give him حَيَاتًا طَيِّبًا A good life. A good life is not what generally people have in their minds of what is a good life. Generally the understanding of a good life is that a person has every comfort and luxury of dunya. He has abundant wealth. He has the best home to live in. He can drive the best vehicle around. He can wear the best clothing. And he can have all the comforts and luxuries that insan dream about. That is not 
the meaning of a good life. If that was really what a good life is all about, then people who are in the lap of every luxury, many people, many people who are in the lap of every luxury, they wouldn't have been living miserable lives. There are many, many such people who are living in the lap of every luxury. They, they can't buy anything probably beyond what they already have. But they are living miserable lives. And some, from time to time, you hear this, I wish that, you know, I could be gone from here. So if this material comfort was a means of having a good life, then these people would have been in the, having the best of lives. They would have been the happiest people around. So in itself, the material things are neither good nor bad. It is what a person makes out of it. He earns it in a halal way, with the right intention and motive, didn't make it his purpose of life. And then when it came, he used it correctly. Then it becomes a very great na'mad for him. But otherwise, if that dunya itself becomes the object of life, and come what may, that must turn at any cost. Whether it incurs anything that is, whether it involves anything that is haram, doesn't matter. Whether the command of Allah Ta'ala will be broken in the process, it doesn't matter. But that must multiply. So if it can't multiply in the way that is clean and clear, then it must multiply in some other way. When that becomes the situation, that is the recipe to misery. Already in dunya, what is in akhirat Allah Ta'ala save us from? The torments of akhirat, already in dunya that is a recipe of misery. How the misery will come, what will be the outcome of it? That is Allah Ta'ala's nizam and his system is beyond how we can try and fathom that, try and add two plus two and say this is how it became four. Allah's nizam is beyond our thinking that how things happen. What a person did somewhere and how it became a means of good for him because of the good that he did once upon a time and how sometimes a person does something which then rebounds much later. He has no recollection of what happened 10 years ago. He has no recollection of what happened last month and that this is in any way linked to that. But this is Allah Ta'ala's Nizam, the well-known Hadith Sharif this is not the topic, but nevertheless, the well-known Hadith Sharif, where the three people, Nabi Islam mentioned about, these three people were traveling in the time of the Bani Israel, and then suddenly a storm broke out, and they had to take refuge in a cave. And while inside this cave, in that storm, this huge rock fell right at the mouth of the cave, blocking their exit completely. Now, in the mouth of a cave, in that period of time where there was no other way of contacting anybody and inside a cave with this huge rock blocking the whole exit, perhaps if they shout out aloud, if somebody is passing through, they may not hear them. So now in this situation, there is absolutely no means of survival in terms of the apparent means. Because that rock is beyond them pushing it out. Huge rock 
Ten people won't be able to move it. Three people, where they going to move it? So it was outwardly the means of death were all around them. In any case, links up to what we started off with. Allah Ta'ala created us for ita'at. And Allah Ta'ala has forbidden us from ma'asiyat. Allah's obedience is what we are here for. And Allah's disobedience, Allah has forbidden. This ita'at will bring its good in dunya and akhirat. And ma'asiyat will create difficulty, hardship, problems, calamities in dunya. And Allah forbid what will become the result of in akhirat. So in any case, these three people now are stuck in this cave. And they realize that there is no way out in terms of apparent means. But Allah Ta'ala addressed them with iman. And they were people who were connected to Allah Ta'ala. Now this is, many times a person, shaitan puts this kind of thought in the mind, well now let life carry on, later on we'll sort it out. Later on, then we'll do something that will now sort everything out. Hassan Basiri Rahmatullah very great personality, among the greatest of the tabi'een. After the sahaba Kiram comes the rank of the tabi'een. And he is among the senior most tabi'in. So he says that among the things that corrupt the heart, corrupt the heart. Now to understand this corruption of the heart is just to, for the sake of an example, like a fruit, so now it starts rotting. It's there now for a while, nobody is touching it, it's lying there, and gradually it's going to start now decaying. So now when it starts rotting, so you'll start seeing not just it's sitting there and rotting, that's it, finish, but it'll start giving off an odor also. It'll start attracting some fleas, some other worms will start coming from somewhere. And if somebody bites into it by mistake, didn't realize this thing was already rotting, this can become a means of great problem for him, he can get very sick. All this is as a result of that fruit rotting. That's the corruption of the fruit. So now that's the understanding to take. For an example, just to get some kind of understanding of it. The corruption of the heart. That when the heart gets corrupted, it's not just a matter of now, well, something will... It starts having an impact on everything else. Like that fruit starts giving an odor, this corrupted heart, it also starts giving a kind of odor where people around will all be always in some kind of problem. They won't be comfortable in the presence of a corrupted heart. And if others around won't be comfortable, how can that person himself ever be comfortable? If those around him are going to be miserable, then how can he ever be at peace? He would be more miserable than everybody. Just as that, that rotting fruit, it starts attracting all these fleas and some worms come out. That corrupted heart, likewise all the corrupted thoughts start coming into that heart. And it starts in getting inclined to the worst of things. It starts getting attracted to things that are also rotting. 
decaying, spiritually completely decayed. So now this corruption of the heart, so this was, we started off by mentioning Hassan Basri Rahmatullah that he says the corruption of the heart, one of the key things that results in this, that, that becomes a means of this, is a person sins with the hope of making Tawbah later. So now one is that in the heat of a moment, the person slipped, he fell, Allah save us, and then he was very remorseful and regretted what happened and he made Tawbah immediately. And the other person is somebody who's planning and plotting sin. Now this thought crosses his mind also, but this is not to be done, this is wrong. What if my moth comes? Moth can come anywhere, anytime. Just to digress a little bit, these are all things to take ibrahs from. Yesterday one, mashallah, good person, Spingo Hills, he had come to the madrasa in the afternoon and had just come for a short while and suddenly passed away. There was no sign of anything prior to that. Just cutting the whole story short. He had just come and just suddenly passed away. So now when he passed away, he was laid down. Then in any case, at that moment in time, nobody even realized. Somebody said, no, he had a blackout. Immediately nobody even realized he passed away. He was just laid down. So then, in any case, somebody else came, they checked him out and they confirmed, no, he, this man is not around anymore, he's gone. So now what happens, the normal procedure of things. So now eventually, it was now time to start moving towards taking the janaza for the ghusl. So the first thing that was done, and we might have all witnessed this, but the first thing that was done was all his pockets were emptied out. Because now he has to go, the body is going to be taken away. So now he might have some valuables, whatever. So the first thing that was done was all the pockets were emptied out. So mashallah, a good person, one tasbih came out, some miswa came out. Some sweets came out. The sweets, he's always been in the masjid, anybody, children, adults, his habit was to give everybody one one sweet. Now all these good things, reminders of now the goodness of a person, all these things came out. But now the ibrat, one moment is going to come and we also going to be gone. Our pocket is going to get emptied out also. Our phone also is going to get opened out someday. Our cupboards are also going to be opened out. At that time, somebody is emptying the pocket, you can't hold it. Hold on, not this pocket, you can't touch this. There's no way to stop anybody from doing anything. Day you touch that cupboard, that cupboard is no, no right of anybody's to touch. But it's not your right anymore, to you gone. All the things that were locked behind passwords and behind keys and behind whatever else, everything is going to be opened out. So now these are moments to take ibrat from. Don't keep something in the pocket that you won't want to die with. And don't go to a place you won't want to die in. And don't sit in such company that you won't want to breathe your last in that place. Don't be reading something that you don't want to pass away while reading such a thing. And don't be listening to something stuck in the ear. Allah forbid that if that's the time Malakul Maut comes, nobody wants to leave with that music blasting in the ears. Because 
the way a person lives kamatahyun tamutun how a person lives that's how he'll die and how he dies is how he's going to be resurrected on the day of qiyamah so now a person who wants to pass away in a good way allah taala take us all in his obedience so that's how we have to live our life we have to live our life making full effort to be in the obedience of allah taala at all times in the itaat of allah taala so any case these people now are stuck in this cave so now outwardly there's no means of escape it's death but they had taluq with allah taala and they realized that beyond this material means there's a means above this and that is the means that allah taala has provided that have direct taluq with allah taala via amal via itaat via the obedience of allah taala so now said look, the only way out is each one should present some amal to allah taala but what kind of amal such an amal which was done solely for allah taala's pleasure there was no other motive it was only for allah taala's pleasure it's a well known hadith sharif don't have to get into all the details now but each one then presented an amal that amal was all about itaat that amal was all about obedience to allah taala that amal was all about doing that which will earn the pleasure of allah taala and that too was done with utmost sincerity it was amal which was beyond the ordinary one person now gives his whole detail just the crux of it that he stood at the bedside of his parents because he didn't want to now bypass them before giving them their share of the milk now he got late delayed by time he grazed the animals and came on night got very delayed and by time he came they fell asleep so now like it happens a person now thinks okay this will happen just now just now just now they might wake up in the next moment next minute two three minutes time they might be awake and waiting for the next minute and next few minutes and the whole night came out but for their whole night he remained standing at their bedside to serve them that this i cannot do bypass them and serve myself and my family first i need to serve them now this was extraordinary it was beyond the call of duty so to say as you may call it he didn't have to he could have kept it aside and did what he had to do and when the time came to serve them he would have served them as well but he went beyond the ma- he did something which he it was his jazba his zeal within him and he presented this to allah taala and at that time the amal that he presented ya allah i can't make any claim for myself this is the mafhum of this ya allah i can't make any claim for myself ya allah if you are aware that was this was done for you alone because you are allahul ghuyub you know what's in the depth of the heart i cannot claim that yes it was done sincerely but ya allah if you are aware that this was for you alone ya allah you make it a means of removing this difficulty what all the insan perhaps may not have been able to move this amal moved it and then the second person presented his amal that this i needed somebody to do some task and now the one hadith sharif says that the wage that i had to give him was some rice some amount of rice that was 
fixed as the fee. And something happened, the person then just left it and went away. So now this is his right, I need to give it to him, but he's gone, so what to do? So simple, take it and keep it aside. When he comes, give it to him. But he went beyond what was required of him. Itaat and itaat at a high level. One is just to be very happy that I did the farz. That too, can we really claim that it was done even to a fraction of what was required in terms of its quality? Can we have any kind of guarantee that it was done in a way that it was accepted? So Allah Ta'ala has given us the opportunity of all the sunnads, nawafil, mustahabbat, to try and cover up in some way for the deficiency that has been in all our amal. So in any case, he went beyond that. He said, no, no, this is not mine, it's his. But now this is just going to lie here. He invested it. He sold it and bought some animals, some goat, some sheep, some cattle, whatever. And then that started multiplying. And after a good while, this person came one day, sees that, that fee of mine, maybe like you know, a few kilo, kilos of rice, one, two kilos of rice. Where's my rice? So that person says, this whole valley full of all these goats, all this is yours. He says, please don't, don't fool around with me. I haven't come now to, for joking now. Please give me what's due to me. He says, no, this is what's due to you. All this was present, all this was invested for you. Now that was itaat at a very high level. Somebody else's amanat, number one, he took care of it. He didn't do something in somebody's amanat that was against the dictates of that amanat. And he went beyond looking after it. He invested it, took care of that investment. Now he presented this at a critical time when it was a matter of life and death. Very often, the itaat of a person will come at a very critical time to help him. One is in this way, it might save his life. But how long are we going to save our life? One day that life is going to go. And many a times that extraordinary itaat will come at the time when life is not going to be saved. But it will come to help him to go on iman. That extraordinary itaat will come and help him at the time of moth to keep him steadfast on deen and iman. And Allah forbid, Allah forbid, sometimes that masiyat that a person persists in, does not bother, carries on, that haram goes on, on. Sorry, we'll worry about it later. Not such a major thing, not such a serious thing now. Can't make such a big hoo-ha about it. Allah protect us, Allah save us. That sometimes this kind of masiyat, it becomes an obstacle from kalima at the time of death. This persistent sin without any care carries on. Sometimes it's Ramadan, out of Ramadan, say Jumu'ah, it's, whether it's Hajj and Umrah and whatever it might be, and a person, yes, carries on. Not regarding the gaze, carries on. Not guarding the tongue, just carries on. Looking at anything, just goes on. And, well, life carries on. I'm making my tasbih. I made two parastilawa today. I made one khatam already. A person's piety will not be judged by the amount of nawafil that he has made. In the court of Allah Ta'ala, the piety of a person is not judged on that. He'll get rewarded for that tremendously. 
He made one khatam of the Quran Sharif, mashallah, excellent. He was reciting 10,000 durood Sharif, excellent. He'll get rewarded tremendously. And inshallah that is being done sincerely, that will help create the capacity for ita'at. It will help to strengthen his heart towards ita'at. But that is not a criteria of piety. The person is making mashallah 10 paras tilawat a day, excellent. But that doesn't make him pious. Person is reciting 1,000, 10,000 Guru Sharif istighfar daily, excellent, very good. But that doesn't make him pious. And likewise, all the other amal that we can think about. What makes a person pious is to what extent there's itaat in his life and how far away he is from ma'asiyat, from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Person who, mashallah, made 10 paras tilawat, excellent. But then he came out and started looking at haram, casting haram glances, looking here, there and everywhere, talking vulgar, vulgarities. He's far away from piety. Mashallah, he did a very good amal. That amal is very good. But piety and him are far away still. This is shaitan's deception. Shaitan will not stop a person from nawafil sometimes. Sometimes a person is in some amal, shaitan says, carry on. Very good. Why? Because he's got him thinking that this is sufficient, now whatever else I do is fine. So when he got into that mode, shaitan will never stop him from that. Because he wants to keep him lulled to carry on with the sin. And feel well, if I'm doing this good, then doesn't matter if I'm doing that sin. Whereas this good is like something very, very nourishing, very strengthening, and sin is poison. That poison will overcome everything. So this person now presented this, Ya Allah, if this amal was done solely for you, Ya Allah, you remove us from this difficulty. And it moved. And then the third person was confronted with lust. Just to get to the main part of that Hadith Sharif again, Ya Allah, I was on the verge of committing this haram. On the verge of committing this terrible, disgusting sin. And at that time, this person who was now, who came to this level just out of sheer desperation. She spoke up and said, Ittaqillah, fear Allah Ta'ala. She said, I already had given 60 gold coins. 60 Kruger rands for our context. He says, I left all that behind, I didn't even take that back, and I went away from there, out of responding to this, ittaqillah, fear Allah. This was fleeing towards Allah Ta'ala, fafirru ilallah, flee towards Allah Ta'ala. And this is the, what we have to live by, in this, especially this zamana that we are in, and this time of the year, fafirru ilallah, and this is, for every time, every moment, all our lives, we have to live by this. Keep fleeing to Allah, because only in this is every good, every safety, every... This is the ajeeb ayat, fafirru ilallah. What it refers to actually is, turning towards Allah Ta'ala. But the manner in which it has been expressed, this is Allah's kalam after all. And Allah's kalam is Allah's kalam. Allah flee towards Allah Ta'ala, ruju ilallah, but it is being expressed in this manner, flee towards Allah Ta'ala. So, Allah alone, His hikmat, how we can ever be 
able to fathom the depth of it. But what does a person flee from? And where does he flee to? If a person is got no danger around him, so does he flee anywhere? And if a person is suddenly worried about some danger, so now if, like the simple example about what is always said, running from the frying pan to the fire, so now if there's a danger here, there's a fire here, so they say I'm going to run from this, so now he sees a lion there, so he runs straight into the lion's mouth. So he says, no, why? Because I had to run away from the fire. So I ran into the lion's mouth. But now the other di- directions are all clear. So that is great foolishness. So likewise, when a person fafirru ilallah, number one, he flees, he flees from something that's going to be very dangerous for him. Very harmful, very destructive. That's going to cause terrible problems for him. And any sane person, when he flees from such a thing, that's going to harm him, that's going to destroy him, he flees in a direction that is going to become a means of safety for him. He flees where he will get refuge, where he will gain sanctuary, where he'll gain protection. Allah Ta'ala is saying, فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ There is no other place of sanctuary, of protection, of safety, of comfort, of peace, of tranquility, of any good of dunya and akhirat, except by coming back to Allah Ta'ala. And anything besides that is harmful. So no matter what it might be, if a person is not coming towards Allah Ta'ala, he is in the direction of destruction, direction of harm, direction of problems and difficulties, in the direction of misery, in the direction of every negative thing in dunya and akhirat. The only way to gain that peace, that tranquility, that happiness, that salvation, the comfort of the heart, that serenity that a person is looking for, after all, no matter what it might be, all the material things, the primary purpose of all that are these things. No matter what a person has materially, what he wants out of that material things is this. person wants a holiday too, from that holiday he wants this. If somebody offers him a five-star holiday somewhere, everything paid. Everything of the best, five-star, ten-star. See, there's only one catch in this. What's the problem? He says, this is a guaranteed miserable holiday. How? Don't worry about it. You want to experience it, come. Free, completely, no everything of the... But you're going to hate every moment of it. It's going to make your life miserable. This is a guarantee. But free of charge, don't worry. Now, which sane person will say, well, if it's free of charge, doesn't matter. After all, it's ten-star misery. Even if it's misery, but it's ten-star misery, so now then I can come back and boast, I can put it on my status. I went for something ten-star. After that, what? Don't talk about it. That it was miserable, leave that out, it was ten-star. But So I can increase my status by putting it on my status. Which sane person will opt for it? It doesn't matter if it's going to guarantee misery. No matter whether it is 10 star or 2 star, at the end of the day, he wants something out of it. He wants something to be achieved from it. That it must give him some kind of happiness, some peace, some rest, some kind of enjoyment of some sort. After all, that's what he wants from everything. Whether it is some material thing that he's buying, whether he's going somewhere, whether it's some scenery, that's at the end of the day what he wants. 
Allah Ta'ala is saying that nothing is available anywhere. There's no comfort, there's no peace, there's no tranquility, there's no serenity, there's nothing anywhere except in coming to Allah Ta'ala. If there's grief, the only place of getting that comfort from that grief is turning to Allah Ta'ala. says he ended up in the state of grief in the belly of the fish what he did turn to Allah Ta'ala he made amal on turning to Allah Ta'ala and fleeing towards Allah Ta'ala he turned in all sincerity, La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntum minad dhalimeen. What does Allah Ta'ala say? Fastajabna lahu. We answered his call because he turned to Allah Ta'ala. He fled towards Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala enveloped him in his mercy. Fastajabna lahu wa najjaynahu minal gham. And we took the grief away from him. And this, Allah Ta'ala says we're giving this not just for the sake of some historical record. We're giving this for the sake of Ibrad for you. وَكَذَلِكَ nunjil mu'minin. It's not confined to him. Any mu'min will turn and flee towards Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. We'll do the same for him also. Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam, all the illness and difficulty that he was undergoing, so what he did also? Same thing, turn to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Ayyub ayyidnada rabbahu, this is the crux of it that it was firar ilallah. He fled towards Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Turned in all sincerity to Allah ta'ala. فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ وَكَشَفْنَا مَا بِهِ مِنْ ضُرُّ وَآتِيْنَاهُ أَهْلَهُ وَمِثْلَهُ مَعَهُمْ رَحْمَةً مِنْ عِنْدِنَا Allah ta'ala says we removed all those difficulties. We replaced everything he lost. When? Oh, when he reached that point where Allah Ta'ala wanted to take him to in terms of a very high level and Allah Ta'ala then says at the end of this ayat وَذِكْرَ لِلْعَابِدِينَ it's not only confined to him this is a nasihat and a reminder it is a nasihat for all those who want to turn to Allah Ta'ala do the same that he did flee towards Allah Ta'ala there's any issue flee towards Allah Ta'ala now this is not confined to some specific things only. Every aspect in life, all the, when there's, because when a person is fleeing towards Allah Ta'ala, then this is what's going to save him from the enemy on the other side. He's fleeing towards Allah Ta'ala, the enemy is nafs, the enemy is shaitan. If he's not fleeing towards Allah Ta'ala, he's going to end up in the lap of shaitan. If he's not fleeing towards Allah Ta'ala, he's going to be in the clutches of his nafs. So this is what we have been created for, the itaat of Allah Ta'ala. And to give ourselves for Allah Ta'ala. This itaat of Allah Ta'ala is not a seasonal thing. Itaat of Allah Ta'ala is not a seasonal thing. And saving ourselves from masyad is not a seasonal thing. Seasonal, like a seasonal tree, seasonal fruit. It'll come in summer, after it's finished. And then after that, winter comes, it's completely bare. That whole tree is not one single leaf on it. 
Then again now spring will come and something will start off and then summer will come. A mu'min is not a seasonal person in terms of ita'at. Yes, his season comes, then his ita'at increases. But he's an evergreen tree. He's an evergreen tree in the Qur'an Sharif, let alone evergreen tree. Allah Ta'ala gives the example of a mu'min iman with a tree. And the example Allah Ta'ala says that, تُؤْتِي أُكُلَهَا كُلَّ حِينٍ بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهَا What kind of tree is this mu'min like? He is like such a tree, let alone being evergreen, is giving fruit throughout the year. تُؤْتِي أُكُلَهَا كُلَّ حِينٍ Let alone throughout the year, every moment. It's a fruit-bearing tree that's giving fruit every moment. So now mu'min, his ita'at is not seasonal. It's Ramadan now, now there's ita'at. And otherwise, now it's December now, so now everybody is on a holiday mode. So now what ita'at was happening prior to that, that too also starts falling apart. Well now, once a year now, everybody is on the beach now, so I got to be on the beach too now, when I want to get this chance again. And then what's happening all around him, all the total shamelessness, and the behayai, the nudity that's all around, say, well just don't worry, just look at the ocean only. So mashallah, shaitan and nafs teach all kinds of taweel also. Don't worry, you looking in front of me. But what's in front of him too? So, all these various things, but now this is a mu'min. Ita'at is not a seasonal thing. And staying away from ma'asiyat is not a seasonal thing. It's all the time that he's staying away from ma'asiyat. When the whole crowd is also in some direction, but if the direction is not in order, he is not going anywhere near. Because that in that direction, he will be fleeing towards shaitan. He needs to flee towards Allah Ta'ala. Fleeing towards Allah Ta'ala requires that he flees from sin, he flees from such places, such environments that invite and that drag a person towards sin. That they're going to drag his eyes towards sin, drag his mind and heart towards sin. How many times a person, one small little, he decided to go for some so-called drive around in the area that was now full of all kind of nudity. He said, no, he just decided to take a drive. And the end the result of the drivers, he immediately missed his salah already. And then the next, that day there was no tilawah, there was no zikr, the next day he couldn't wake up for fajr. He says, I don't know what happened, everything went haywire. Nothing went haywire, we made it haywire. Didn't just go haywire. Once, our Shaykh Hazrat Mukhtar so one khadim, he should teach this, make person understand, realize now. So it's become a lesson for everybody. So now this person, something, made a mistake with something. So he said, Hazrat, maaf for my ghalti ho gai. In Urdu he said, ghalti ho gai. Translated as, a mistake happens. That's a literal translation now. Mistake took place. Ghalti ho gai. Hazrat reprimanded him on that. Don't say ghalti ho gai. Say, maine ghalti ki. Don't say a mistake happened. Say, I made this blunder. Because now you're passing on the responsibility of somebody in the air. Don't know who did it. It happened. So you're not taking responsibility for your neglect. You become conscious of your neglect. I am the result of this. I did this. I was not being careful. So likewise, we say, I don't know what happened. We know what happened. We did it. We put ourselves in that situation. We went to such environments. 
we decided to take chances. But now when we take chances, those chances don't work out. Because we're taking a chance with Allah forbid what we're taking a chance with. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq that we have to all the time become conscious of this. What Allah Ta'ala has created us for, the ita'at. Allah Ta'ala's grace, Allah's mercy, Allah has kept the door of Tawbah wide open. That insan is insan, he can slip up, he can make a mistake. Allah Ta'ala's mercy is there to take him in. When he comes back with full sincerity, begs Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, Allah Ta'ala will accept. But to persist and carry on and not be concerned, that's a very dangerous thing. Allah Ta'ala save us from that. Allah Ta'ala keep us steadfast on deen and iman. Allah Ta'ala save us from all masyad and keep us forever in ita'at. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين نذكر for a few minutes and then do it صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إله إلا الله
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك الله لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا احدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله يا ربي صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا اله الا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسالك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمه من كل بر والسلامه من كل اثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا الا غفرته ولا هما الا فرجته ولا حاجه هي لك رضا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا ان نسينا واخطانا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا اسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقه لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين الله العالمين يا الله اومز مسيفل موز غريشس موز هاي موز لافينج الله الله العالمين يا الله فوجيف اس يا الله فوجيف اول او ميجن ماينس يا الله الله العالمين يا الله فوجيف دين تاي امه اوف نبي الكريم صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اغفر لامتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اهدي امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج الكرب عن امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اله العالمين هل هي شوى رحمه امتي الله الله ريموف ذا ديفيكلتيز اند هاردشيبس اوف ذا امتي الله تايدس اند انتاي امه تو اول ذات از بليزنج تو يو يا الله الله سكايدس تو افري اطاعتي الله سيف اس فروم معصيتي الله اله العالمين هل هي توتلي ديبندنت اون يور هيلب يا الله الله يو غايدس يا الله يو هيلب اس يا الله الله يو بروتكت اس اند سيف اس يا الله الله العالمين يا الله وي كانوت ريز وان فينجر ويز اوت يور هيلب يا الله Allah we cannot do one thing without your help ya Allah Allah you guide us and protect us and save us ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah Allah you keep us in your pleasure at all times ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah throughout the world ya Allah wherever the muslims are in any pain suffering hardship ya Allah Allah out of your grace and mercy remove it with afiyat ya Allah Ya Allah grant afiyat one and all ya Allah Ilahul alamin our brothers and sisters in Palestine in particular ya Allah 
الہ العالمین گراند معافیت اللہ اللہ یو پروٹیکٹ دے اللہ اللہ یو سیف گاڈ دے می اللہ گراند وکٹری اوور انیمیز یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ اللہ یو گراند فتح مبین یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ اللہ نو بڑی کنی اللہ اللہ کم ان بٹوین یو قدرت یا اللہ الہ العالمین مینیفیسٹ یو قدرت یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ یو گراند برکات دیٹ یو سینڈ ڈاؤن ایٹ دی ٹائم اف بدر یا اللہ اللہ یو سینڈ ڈاؤن دی ہیلپ ایٹ دی ٹائم اف بدر یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ اللہ یو گراند اس توفیق اف ڈوئنگ آل دوز اعمال دیٹ برنگ ڈاؤن یور رحمت یا اللہ سیو اس فرام آل دوز ایکشنز دیٹ برنگ ڈاؤن عذاب یا اللہ الہ العالمین ان دس ٹائمز اف فتنہ اینڈ فساد یا اللہ اللہ یو پروٹیکٹ اس یا اللہ پروٹیکٹ اور فیملیز یا اللہ پروٹیکٹ دی انٹائر امت اف نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم Allah keep us steadfast on deen and iman, ya Allah. Allah till our last breath keep us on iman, ya Allah. Allah take us on perfect iman, ya Allah. Raise us on the day of qiyamah to perfect iman, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, save us from all the traps of nafs and shaitan, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them hifaik, amila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah remove every trace of their ailment, ya Allah. Allahu alamin those who are in any kind of difficulties hardships remove it with afiyat ya Allah those who are in financial problems remove it with afiyat ya Allah grant barakat in each one's rizq ya Allah grant abundant halal and tayyib rizq filled with barakat ya Allah save us from every drop and grain of haram and doubtful things ya Allah Allahu alamin ya Allah Allah you grant ya Allah afiyat to one and all ya Allah Allah unite the hearts of spouses ya Allah unite the hearts of parents and children ya Allah unite the hearts of brothers and sisters ya Allah unite the hearts of families ya Allah unite the hearts of the ummah of nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allahu alamin ya Allah Allah all the good that ya Allah Allah your pious servants have asked ya Allah that nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked ya Allah the sahaba ikram asked ya Allah all your pious servants asked ya Allah Allah we also begging for all that good ya Allah whatever they sought refuge from ya Allah Allah you grant us refuge as well ya Allah Allah all those who have raised their hands to this dua Allah you fulfill each one's jaiz need ya Allah You fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Allah grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. All those who asked us to make dua for them, Ya Allah. Grant them also, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, our greatest need is to become yours, Ya Allah. Allah, make us yours, Ya Allah. You become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, for too long we have been, Ya Allah. The friends of shaitan, Ya Allah. The friends of our nafs, Ya Allah. Allah, we have, Ya Allah, only gained misery out of this, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you make us your friends, Ya Allah. Allah make us your friends ya Allah ya Allah make us flee from shaitan ya Allah and flee towards rahman ya Allah Allah let us flee towards you ya Allah ilahul alamin make us yours ya Allah save us from everything that is displeasing to you ya Allah Allahumma inna nas'aluka